Got Your Back Podstream is brought to you by Kinprint. For all your company's promotional needs, they do it all. Apparel, promotional products, using the highest quality brands. They do logo design, signage, and printing. Kinprint will promote your brand with excellence. Visit kinprint.ca. Four nothing, four nothing. The Oilers lose to the Kings on the second half. Their doubleheader. They win last night in Anaheim. They lose tonight against the Kings. Four nothing. My name is Jason Strudwick, and welcome to Got Your Back. And we've got you for the next sixty minutes. We're taking you through every angle of this win that the Kings got over the Edmonton Oilers, and it was a big four point night. You look back against Vegas, had a four point night. They had a four point night tonight against Kings. They lose both. Brought to you by Short Bark uh, Buick GMC. You need to check out their massive, beautiful showroom. They're running number one GMC dealership in all of Canada, six years running. It's easy to see why. They actually have trucks in stock, or they can get them in short order. The staff is fantastic, and the process is streamlined. Mention the guys that Got Your Back podcast sent you, and you'll not receive specialized pricing. As a bonus, you'll also get three free ultimate detail packages on a new or used vehicle visit phil and the crew in short park or online at www.gmcpod.com and we're sitting here in my beautiful long shots it's more than just a golf it's a sports destination locations on stony play road in short park and i believe we are there next week we being shogger and i and a massive massive plate of nachos Olders lose for nothing now we've got it down really to the a crew finally Myself, <laughs> we've got uh, Zuby running things back uh, at headquarters, and then Joaquin Gage, goalie to the stars. Gager, it's nice that we just be you and I, no one now, uh, you know, and Zuby, no one between us ruining our mojo, guys. Oh, it's just nice to, you know, sometimes when you shed a few pounds, you know, Struddy, like <laughs> you, you, you feel lighter, you feel, you feel like you can do a little bit more. Tonight's kind of, we're loose, we're feeling good. I know you've got your Rebax set timed out for sure. for perfect timing because you're going to have to have to carry another goalie like you've you've illustrated in the past of making exactly. Hall of Fame goaltenders great. So hopefully, um, let's uh, let's see what uh, what magic you can weave this evening. Zuby, you're going to keep our, uh, our, our our kind of our our timing on and our comments uh, short and to the point tonight. I'm going to do my best. I was just going to say we're we're talking no forwards tonight. This is the. Uh, Gager's got that other podcast. This is two goalies and a defenseman here. So there's there's going to be no talk about offense tonight on the pod. But, but well, pretty offensive defenseman. If you look <laughs> yeah. at my stats through this some of my European leagues, there were some pretty crazy tallies going on. <laughs> well, guys, uh, four nothing uh, loss for the Edmonton Oilers. Now they're back after that long streak. A loss in Vegas, win against the Ducks, and the loss in Kings. So let's get to breaking this bad boy down. And of course, it's brought to our good by our good friends over at Mr. Dirk, the iconic men's clothing store in Edmonton, founded in 1939. If you have never been, you have to check it out. Just off White Ave and 102 Street, beautiful new shop. Mr. Dirk, formerly Dirks, has everything you need for every aspect of your wardrobe. Huge line of casual clothes, jeans, pants, shirts, sweaters, shoes. And all on the formal side, an amazing selection of brand name suits, sports coats, ties. They can do customs. They have in-shop tailoring. Mr. Dirk really is one-stop shop for all the clothing needs. Visit MrDirk.com. So the Oilers lose 4 nothing, And 
this is now another game that I would say, Gager, it's been a slow start for the Edmonton Oilers, at least a slow start offensively, which is, I guess, a good thing if you're talking about not giving up a ton of goals in that first period defensively. But, you know, where's the beef? We need a little offense out of this group, my man. And, and quite honestly, we haven't seen, it should be noted, 25 block shots by the Kings tonight, Gager. Yeah, and I think I saw a stat after the second period study. It was like 40, I think it was 47 shot attempts, mm-hmm. right, with the 16 blocks to go along with that. Um, but that's what the Kings were known for, g- getting in shooting lanes. Like this was, uh, the start is a little bit troubling. I don't know why they, uh, the Oilers seem to not be able to start on time, like dictate how they want the game to go. Uh, we, I think we've seen it. If you look back, I could say comfortably about eight games now where they just seem to kind of be feeling out the game, you know, how, how is this going to go? And it's, I mean, things have worked out quite well for them, but then, um, I don't know. I think you, you had an opportunity to go up against a a Kings team. That's been, been off for a long time. And I, I realize it's the second of back-to-backs, but this is kind of that, that first 10 minutes where you can, where you can kind of drop the hammer on them a little bit. And, uh, Maybe take advantage of a team that hasn't been uh, hasn't been on in in game shape, so to speak, for for a longer period of time. Yeah, they haven't played since they fired their coach Todd McClellan. Uh, Jim Hiller is the new coach, and tonight they they come out, and you're not going to change a ton. Like let's be honest, not like yeah. change up everything. But I made a note, and you talk about the shot attempts. I made a note. I think it looks like it was towards the end of the second period. I said oil uh, uh, given up, sorry, passing up shot attempts, and it felt like they were, you know. I don't know so much. I, I've never looked off a shot, let's be honest. But <laughs> I think I did feel sometimes when we were defending well, when my team was defending well, that they would be overlooking or overthinking plays to try to, you know, find a better option. I'm thinking one time, uh, I don't think it was on the power play, but Connor McDavid was driving down the wing. And instead of maybe putting it towards the net, he tries to throw it back off the rush to Zach Hyman. And there was a back checker coming, something the Kings do well. But as a goal, did you ever feel or ever notice that the other team was maybe like, okay, this this isn't the right shot for me. I'm going to look off that shot and go somewhere else. And not so much as a as a fake, but as just a choice to not shoot that puck in that moment. Well, not when I played, Strutty, because I, as you know, I only had one weakness. That was <laughs> that was shots. So <laughs> there was there was never a bad shot Fair. when it's taken up on me. But I know I know the exact play you're you're talking about. It's right. so it's. It's hard to say, oh, Connor should have done something else. How do you tell the best player on the planet yeah. <laughs> he should have done something different? Yeah. But you just see the opportunities where he could have blown by this guy or just taken it to the net. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like those types of plays. There was a, I think it was a little bit later. It might have been in the third period where you saw Adrian Kempe, you know, got a step and he's just bulldozing to the to the front of that. I think you could see Connor do a lot more of that just because of speed and strength. Right. But yeah, he's got the back. I, yeah, I tried to drop it back. There was a back checker there. I mean, that was that second period to me, Strutty, that was, that was a team that probably had a little bit too much uh, of the expensive Azul tequila at, uh, <laughs> at their, at their owner's place the other day. And just because everything was a little bit off, you know, like, yeah. The, the the little eight foot passes were a little bit off, missing the net. Um, they just seemed it the I thought the work ethic was there, 
but the execution was nowhere close to what we've seen in in uh, over the past few weeks for sure. Well, I love that you're, the point you make about about just being a little bit off. I, there was a play, uh, I think it was, I think it was a third, or maybe it was the second. They all kind of blend together. But yeah. Darren A throws a grenade up the wall. Connor McDavid knocks it down off the rush. Yeah, like, yeah. Un- unbelievable pickup. I'm like, okay, here we go. He gets over the blue line and mishandles it. And like, what the hell just happened? You knock down a missile. A scud missile from uh, your D <laughs> and and everything. He made it look so easy. It was so the problem is that made it look too easy as what he did. And then he gets over the blue line and just turns it over. I mean, it, it that that doesn't happen with this guy. And this guy was just this guy being Connor. I think when when he's a little off, I think everyone kind of falls off a little bit. And I thought his line was pretty quiet tonight. There was a lot of effort, um, but you know, as far as the chances they created, five on five were were pretty light. Uh, in this night for 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 those for those guys tonight, yeah, and it, yeah, like they there was a lot of a lot of dash and glam on the outside, right? But not not a lot in that in the greasy areas, you know. I, I did like I did like the look of the uh, what do they call it now? The the Katy Perry line, <laughs> great moniker, but that's unbelievable. Whoever came up with that, but I liked, uh, I liked some of the way that they were playing just yeah. a, a little bit more aggressive, getting the puck to the front of the net. Um, but again, just a little bit off, you know, the, 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 the passes that we see normally that the, uh, that the Oilers make, especially coming out of their own zone. Um, just it, it's tape to tape. Anything within eight feet is, is money. And tonight it was just everyone, the, I go crazy when I see someone try the the little backhand sauce over a guy's stick, trying to to a hope play, you know, and, and then it just goes back the other way. I just, what are you doing? I, just take it, get it on your forehand, get a shot on net, or make sure it goes tape to tape. I just, um, yeah, a little bit too much hope plays too that I that I lose my marbles on sometimes, which I shouldn't, but I do. Yeah, I hear you. And the, the problem with those types of plays you're talking about. Um, if they work, it's okay. They look great. <laughs> the coach's like, okay, that's a good play. If it doesn't work, you come back to the bench because like you can't do those. And and I agree with that. Like they are they've got to be on the tape. When you're making a pass, you have to know that it's gonna get to the guy and not just kind of put it in an area. Yeah, there's a lot of just throwing pucks into an area, and that's that just doesn't work. Uh, you know, at, at that this level, especially a team like the Kings that defend so hard and so well. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I want to just fit your Katy Perry line. I really like the looks of that line. But it's yeah. interesting. Once it gets over the the, the blue line, I, I would say 50% of the time of Corey Perry is spent behind the net or in front of the net. That's where he's going. Those other guys, Kane and, and Dry Leon, are buzzing all over the place. And he's just, he's there. He's setting up in front of the net or he's setting up behind the net for when, you know, if there's a release to, to kind of release the pressure back down to. But there seems to be something there. There seems to be some chemistry uh, with those guys. For now, uh, Connor's line has cooled down a little bit offensively, yeah. um, it, it looks like. And then the bottom six is still kind of trying to find. Uh, a little extra juice uh, as far as uh, offensive score scoring, you know, because you look at the fourth line hasn't none of those guys I don't think have scored in quite a while. Then you got nope. Fogel, who's kind of slowed down, uh, McLeod, and then Holloway, who's never really got going. So the six guys, you know, when the top isn't getting it done, you're looking for a goal out of that bottom six. You know, some of them haven't scored or have not scored recently or in a drought right now. So it feels like offensively, the whole team is kind of maybe coming off. Was spreading a pretty good run of of spreading it through the lineup. 
Yeah, and I was I, I was I look at last night's game as an opportunity for for maybe a little bit of I thought guys would break out a little bit, right? Yeah. I, we saw Kane obviously with the hat trick, but I thought we'd see just a you know, it wasn't until the third period where the the Oilers really established their offensive game. I thought that there would be a, a it would look like the third period a lot more uh, against the Ducks. The Ducks played well. Um, but tonight, I mean, first period, not really showing up to play. Pretty even, I think, in the second period. Yeah. Um, but, uh, well, I mean, the uh, the first goal, the Dubois goal, I didn't like at all. I, I thought... As a goalie? It, as a goalie, I didn't yeah. like it. Um, was he screened by Nurse on that one, do you think? I don't think so. I think he saw it. Uh, because Nurse went off to Skinner's right side there. Mm -hmm. I think he, but he, you look at his positioning. If you go back and look at it, he's a little bit deep, um, really guarding the short side, which I don't mind, but it just seemed like he didn't think that Dubois was going to shoot that puck. And he gave him a lot of room on the far side there and just uncharacteristic positioning. I would say from Stuart Skinner, because if you look at the play, the play previous, it was unbelievable what he was able to do. The puck kind of made the save, moved over to his left, was big, solid, made a made a screen save, and was able to gobble up the rebound. At those types of saves, you you just feel really good about yourself. And then right away, the next uh, the next sequence, uh, he lets in kind of one that, quite frankly, we haven't seen Stuart Skinner let one of those in in a long long time so of course goalies are going to make mistakes it's unfortunate because our goalies mistakes are are magnified because it usually results in a goal against and i think the oilers are good enough that if Stuart skinner does make a mistake like that they can make up for it but just not tonight three goals against on the pk in the last two games and that's something that's been a real cornerstone defensively for them uh that ability to shut down you know, it seems it, it, nightly the other team's power play, and, and it's not like the Kings have a barn burned with power play, but um, you know they get they get one, and that really made a difference because then he move on. I think it was the second goal uh, where Bouchard jumps in, and McDavid, who usually is so steady, yeah. and it, this feels a little bit like I'm picking on Connor, but it's just you're not used to seeing it, right? It's like uh, you know, it's just it's just such a surprise. So he gets the puck, and he starts to try to go down the wall, and uh, Byfield, a young player who we'll talk about in a minute, strips him and goes the other way in a two-on-one. You find Ekholm kind of caught between, I don't know if he's bending the knee or laying down or what's happening, goes around. Byfield does go around him, pass the back door. And um, I th- was that Moore? I think Moore or Lewis just buries Lewis, it. Yeah. It was amazing. Uh, just a really nice shot, really nice sequence. But again, you know, you're a D man, you're standing there like, oh, it's Conor McDavid's got, we're fine. Then all of a sudden, oh boy, that's a two on one coming the other way. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'd, I'd like to, I was going to ask you about this when, uh, with, with Ekholm going down. On, I liked it. I, I don't mind what he did. He, he put Byfield. Who, yeah, we'll talk about him later. Wow, um, but the fact that he made Byfield go around him, and he's on his—he's not on his off wing. He's on his strong side. Um, again, I thought it was a misread by Skinner. Um, when a guy comes down on his on his strong side, he has the puck out so far. I right. think you can you can you can you can anticipate when the player is going to pass the puck a lot quicker. And I know things happen fast, sure. but I just think that. Um, because of how Ekholm went down 
and the the positioning of byfield stick you could kind of read that there was a pass sometimes you can cheat a little bit right uh and in that situation i thought stuart skinner kind of read the play completely wrong where he could have because he was really reaching when he came across and you could i don't know i just watching the play and obviously it's a little bit different when you watch it on tv but i just thought in in a lot of other cases he he reads the play and anticipates it way better than that situation great great yeah. stripping the stripping of the puck like that by it's amazing and, and, and I'll jump in here quick. I'll, I'll challenge you a little bit. I understand. It's interesting your point of view as a goalie. But what I didn't like from Ekholm is he, the way he was set up, he was unable to get his stick on the puck. Yeah. Because if he got his stick on the puck, um, you know, Byfield got around and was able to go. If he's able to turn and pivot and put his stick on the puck, because Nuge was doing a pretty good job back checking. Mm -hmm. If he puts that stick in the puck, I wonder if that pass either doesn't come through or wobbles a little bit more because it was more like a drill where he just skated around the net the the the, the, the defender there and at home so yeah it's interesting you talk about the goalie because i was like i made my note i didn't love the way he played that he was kind of neither here nor there zuby you got some comments coming in here uh hot off the press yeah well and i heard you guys say uh sometimes goalies make mistakes i took that as my cue so i came to <laughs> oh i was doing something else i thought oh they want me no uh wanted to jump in here with a couple comments from the stream on one topic and of course uh this is the weish johnson uh inbox that we have uh on the live stream here on youtube and uh brought to you by weish johnson heating and air conditioning check out their scratch and dent sale up to 20 percent off Units with minor imperfections and all in-stock air conditioners are 25% off sale ends February 15th. That's coming up. That's uh, this week. Visit www.weiss-johnson.com for details. Hey, you knew I wasn't going to miss that, uh, the timing on the on the jingle when I got to hit yeah. it myself. Okay, um, lots of talk going on the stream, going back to the D-pairing shuffle again. And um, we had a few people mention that they felt like Bouchard looks like he doesn't look as confident. Um, JL says, go back to regular D pairings already. Nate Hay said, stop the Vinny Nurse pairing. Um, what, what, what were you guys seeing there? I mean, it's still like Strud's, you said when he made that change, you felt like it was kind of unprecedented. What are the returns after two yeah. games and, and where do they go with that now? Well, it's it's a great question, quite honestly, Zub. We're going to get to that probably in our takeaways. I kind of made okay. that, that note in there, so it's okay. It's really I don't want to kill take. We're doing this on the fly here. Shogger pulled the yeah, shoot at the last second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, we should mention. Yeah, Ryan Rashog had uh, a manicure that went sideways, and he has a terrible hangnail. <laughs> so he's 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 laid up. Uh, any okay, well, I had uh, I had one other. There were a couple yeah, others. Good, yeah, there were a couple yeah. mentions of people felt that the ice, I mean, I don't know how they can tell necessarily from watching on TV, but that the ice conditions didn't look great in LA and that that hindered the Oilers high end mm -hmm. talent more so than LA. What are you, your thoughts on that stretch? Yeah. So they, 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 the, they've mentioned it many times that there's a basketball game early in the day. And I, I, you know, those are high use buildings. And I, we had the same when I played for the Rangers, we'd have basketball games in the morning or afternoon and you play a, a game that night. I loved it. Cause I, I thought it was a great equalizer. Uh, but I'm just kidding. I mean, you're you're going to have that. You're going to have that. So it's it's the same for everybody. But like, there's it's not like there's not talented players on the other side. You know, let's take a look at Fiala or uh, Byfield or uh, Kopitar. You know, these these guys are uh, PLPD or DP, whatever it's called. Pierre Luc Like, there's talented guys. I think over there, Gager. So I don't yeah. know. I, I I don't think we can get uh, get too too much into that. That's what screwed the orders over. 
No, the the Kings seem to be just fine with with the ice surface and making some pretty good plays on it as well, right? So you both have to play on it. I don't use that's that's a tough one. I just think yeah. the, the the execution level for the Oilers just was not even close to what it, it normally is, and that's one of the main uh, reasons they lost. Well, let's take a uh, we're just going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get into um, the D men because I think that's very worthwhile. Then we'll talk about Quinton Byfield. But before we do that, it's time for the uh, Relentless Player of the Night, brought to you by You Can Youth Services. They're a local charity that helps vulnerable youth find employment. Their upcoming comedy night fundraiser is fast approaching, and we want to see it one of the six comedy nights in March. There are only a few tables for 10 left, and a handful of individual tickets available as well. Check out youcan.save for information and to grab your tickets. Tell them Got Your Back sent you, and you'll score 20% off. All the proceeds go directly towards helping our youth right here in our community. And uh, Kyle and there is uh, all this group does a really good job over there. So the rentless player tonight, guys, and we'll talk about him specifically in the next segment. I'm going Quentin Byfield. I, I've, you know, you wonder the last couple of years what's up, but tonight uh, I think it was two goals and assist, and he was very good on a feature line beside Kempney and um, Kopitar. So we'll get to him next when we come back. But right now, like I said, uh, when we come back, takeaways talking about the D and Quentin Byfield. Say goodbye to unruly hair and hello to a smooth and silky back in minutes with Backscape. Shave your back solo with no mess with Backscape's water-resistant long handle and patented six-blade design, leaving you with a no-mess shaving experience all in less than five minutes. Shop now for 40% off select kits just for you, our Got Your Back listeners, and make 2024 your year to elevate your grooming routine. Winter is upon us, so why not make the best of it? Marmot Basin Ski Resort is where it's at. Ski half price every day, no blackout periods. Pick up your escape card for 99 bucks and make winter fun more affordable. Half the price, all the powder. Get yours at www.skimarmot.com. Are you ready to elevate your moving experience? Trusted for over 100 years, Ferguson Moving and Storage are your partners in relocation, ensuring your journey is smooth and stress-free. And say goodbye to surprises with Ferguson's transparent flat rate pricing. Contact them now for a free moving quote and use the promo code FERGUSON to receive $100 off your next move. Visit fergusonmoving.com and let them lift your expectations. Time for takeaways brought to you by Redefined Health. They specialize in total body and mind wellness from chiropractic and massage care treatments to acupuncture, soft tissue therapy, nutrition, even an on-site registered psychologist. Redefined Health is here to help you get well and stay healthy for a lifetime. Visit redefinehealth.com. Time to talk about the D-man. Uh, previously, we'd seen uh, a massive change in practice where it went from uh, their usual for the remain, you know, for most of the year to nurse and ARNA. Ekholm alongside CeCe, and then Bouchard beside Kulak. Now, that lasted about a half game till they got Ekholm and Bouchard back, then Kulak with CeCe. But here we are now, a couple games in, we've seen this, uh, these, these D-men changed for a while. And, and Gage, I, I was floored when I saw these changes. I To, to change up something that's worked and you know to, to, to see its fit, now I'm trying to figure out what what were they trying to accomplish or what was the thought process or what is the thought process behind it? because 
he hasn't stepped away from it in uh, two games other than the one switch of Ekholm and Bouchard back together. Well, yeah. <laughs> when it's if it's not broke, don't fix it, right? Sturdy, I think is a yeah. little what was in our minds when we when we saw this happening and at that first practice um at first i was wondering why and then a deep dive looking into we talked about man games missed due to injury on the back end the the oilers have like four right it's ridiculous right. what's gone through even coach nabla and one of his uh uh pressers he mentioned you know there's the eventuality of a demon um, mm-hmm. possibly missing some games due to injury. This was kind of maybe just to counteract. Okay, let's let's see what we have. Um, I don't know. I th- I think a lot of it was was due to the fact that Vinny Dayarnay has really stepped up his level of play over the last uh, over the last month and a half. Maybe that kind of spurred this uh, this experiment on to a to an extent a little bit. But yeah, I just I. When you have such, it's it's not the same when you mix the mix and match forward lines compared yeah. <laughs> to defensemen. the right. The relationship between D partners is completely different. Um, e- even their relationship with their goaltender at that point, like you know, when you would communicate with your goaltender, when he'd tell you, "Guys, on, move it quick, wheel," all yeah. those little little subtle things that you say to what you know and who you're playing with you know where guys are instinctual on the ice so um maybe it was a little glimpse into the future but i think it's time to to solidify the back end because this is a team that over that whole stretch strategy like they're only allowing two goals a game it's not just the goalie it's everybody but yeah. the 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 presence of the d has a lot to do with that it does. And, you know, I, I don't think that Janeiro has been, you know, wildly out of place on that, on that, that spot. And quite honestly, tonight, it's a little bit um, skewed the minutes because of they played so much towards the end of the game, those other guys, but the same issues persist. I believe they need, they, they would be better if they had another really nice puck move defenseman yeah. playing beside nurse to deliver the puck to either Leon or Connor, whichever one isn't on with Bouchard. And Ekholm's a pretty good passer as well. So, you know, those are things that I think that, you know, whether it's Darnay or CC, yeah, I think for now I still prefer CC there, but it's not like there's a massive difference. We're not talking about like Strudwick and Lidstrom here. There's, <laughs> it's, it's pretty damn close. And maybe if you want a different look. So I think that is still the same challenge. But um, you know, I like your idea that they're, they're, they're preparing for an injury that's eventually going to happen, kind of so the guys have some, some context of what it feels like. Um, but the one point I'm starting to see is it feels to me like CC kind of went from that fifth defenseman to now the sixth defenseman that in a recent number of nights and this recent for a while, he's been playing less than day But the reason that is that he doesn't get on the power play, doesn't get on the penalty kill. So those extra minutes are, are there for him. Now tonight he played more than day but the other thing that was really noticed notable to use my, my partner, Ryan Rashog's term is when Darren got the penalty, and that was a penalty, Oilers fans. Do not come at me saying that wasn't. He hauled them down. That was a penalty. So on that penalty, I thought, oh, here's Kulak a chance to kill a penalty. No, no, he didn't go out. It was Bouchard who went out. So Kulak tonight, he only he played pure five-on-five five minutes, got no penalty kill. Like, I, I would thought for sure that would be his spot, and he didn't get any at all in there, Gager. Especially when you you can move like Kulak, like they 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 showed yeah. one of his uh, the way he can like he's a big he's aggressive, he's yeah. a big body, 
um, they showed how he he stripped the puck first of all, gained position, used his body to fend it off, and then made the the greatest. I I mean, you've spent hours in the pool halls back in the day, Stray. That was a great <laughs> bank shot. Great. Tape to tape, essentially, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I was I was wondering the exact same thing. How can this guy not be on the PKs? His his skill set for killing penalties, yeah. I think, is a little bit higher than than Bouchard's is at this. Uh, the, I was yeah. I was the same thing. I go, what's why is he coming out here? That's that's not his really forte. Again, maybe they're trying to look at something. But yeah. as you can see, um, I mean, Deharnay in the box or. It completely throws everything kind of out of whack a little bit with the way that he um, has been successful in the in the penalty kill so far. And maybe that's uh, you know allowing three goals in the last couple of games. That's that's tough. Three PK goals. That's that's unlike what the Oilers have done yeah. for, for a long stretch this year. Um, quickly, let's get to Quinton Byfield. You know, a high draft pick. I think he was second overall, and then. It's taken him a while to for you know to to kind of for Bambi to find his legs a little bit. Um, and he's a center, but they haven't played it on wing beside uh, Kobotar and Kepmi. And he he I thought today he was, you know, driving that line might be a bit ex, you know of an exaggeration, but he was definitely a force out there. Two goals and an assist. The big man strips a puck from Connor McDavid at the blue line, makes a great play on the two-on-one. We kind of went through it already, but this guy is really becoming a horse, but you look at their centers, Kopitar, Dano, and PLPD or whatever his name is, Pierre Luc Dubois. <laughs> I, I just where where does he fit? He might be a winger now because they have about a hundred million dollars tied up in those three centers. Why not, man? I, I mean, uh, if I remember correctly, um, why, I watching him in the at the World Juniors and then. Yeah. You know, big body could skate. I go, oh gosh, gets to the Kings, and quite frankly, a, a little bit of a liability, I would say, for the Kings last year against the Oilers in the playoffs. I, um, I, I thought the Oilers feasted when when he was on the ice. And you fast forward a year, wow, what a difference that makes. This kid's a beast. What is he? Six six five, two thirty, just great hands. Um, I, I don't think it's a stretched ready to say that he he uh he he carried that line tonight that he yeah. he was noticeable every time he was out on the ice physical play um yeah i wouldn't touch that kopitar line that's a it's a big heavy line oh. uh, to begin with you got kempe that has just got a laser beam for a shot yeah. now you have byfield and and kopitar playing that heavy style game that's a that's tough for any team to go up against it's it's great to see. I, I'm I'm happy. Yeah. It's 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 nice to see a kid kind of start figuring it out. Hopefully, on the other side of the coin, we kind of saw a little bit of that with Holloway, right? Yeah. Like, kind of yeah. taking a step here, and you're seeing what type of player he could possibly become in the future. So, um, yeah, it's patience. Uh, but this kid, yeah. he was he was first star tonight by far. And guy, buddy, he's he's a great find for the Kings. Uh, young, good-looking guy, got a great smile. Like when he scores, I'm like, yeah, like he's he. I've rooted for him because I go back to the Royal Junior Times too, and I want yeah. him. Like I, I've been wanting him to so badly to do well, um, and it feels like he's getting traction, and that's bad news for the rest of the league, but great news for the Kings. So I think that you know, if you're a, f a fan of sport. Quinn Biofield's a guy you want to do well. Unfortunately for Oilers fans, you're probably going to be seeing this guy for the next 15 years playing for the Kings. So, you know, Kobotar leaves. Guess who takes that spot? Yeah. Probably it's looking like it's going to be him.
Are, I uh, yeah. the one thing at the bottom though. I I don't know about the Mr. T starter kit he's got going during the <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know that's that's I don't know the queue like that's I yeah. mean maybe I just hate it because I didn't do something like that. Yeah, but right. uh, I do remember when uh, it it made me think of something tonight when I saw that because Brian Marchment, uh, rest in peace, great guy. Sure. Um, we were we were having a, a few cocktails and Yuri Slager, he he had a full uh, like chains and stuff yeah. real check kind of the, the full mr t kit on on his neck and and mush goes i can't wait till i get traded and play against you yuri because i'm gonna be rich because every scrum that you're in i'm coming in and i'm ripping all that crap off you and i'm taking it home <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. it. That's so good. So, he was a hard player to play against. Oh, oh yeah. God, absolutely painful. Um, all right. Let's uh, take a pause. When we come back, we'll do take a lap. Um, suspension. And then what's going to be a suspension in. I oh, love this. Yes. So yes. let's get to that next here on uh, Got Your Back with Take a Lap. The Edmonton Sport and Social Club spring season is set to go in May and registration is just around the corner. Team up with your pals to play in slow pitch, beach volleyball, outdoor soccer, ultimate frisbee, and even cornhole leagues to keep the spring months full of excitement. Spring leagues begin in May. Registration opens on February 8th. Visit edmontonsportsclub.com for more details. Time to talk about your mortgage? It doesn't have to be a daunting conversation. With over 16 years in the industry, Maria Gallus with Maximum Mortgages knows how to make it easy. With access to dozens of different lenders, let Maria customize the perfect solution for you. Whether you're purchasing, refinancing or renewing, or a first-time buyer, Maria's simplistic approach and expert advice will have you feeling confident you're in great hands making informed decisions. Take the stress out of your mortgage journey. Contact Maria Gallus at mortgagesbymaria.ca. That's mortgagesbymaria.ca. Time for Take a Lap, brought to you by Backscape. Bid farewell to unwanted back hair, solo in just five minutes with the fastest-growing male grooming tool on the planet. With Backscape's winter-resistant and rechargeable long handle, you can shave independently in any direction you want with no cuts, scrapes, bumps, or mess. Named the superhero of razors, let Backscape have your back and tame that wild mane. Visit Backscape.com, that's B-A-K-Scape.com, and choose from a variety of packages to the right to your door. Stay smooth, gentlemen. Oh, Summer Shoggers loving that I said that in that sexy, <laughs> sexy voice. So I'm calling my own number. Here's study you got tonight. Oh, this is what I got. Uh, Nikita Zadorov of the Vancouver Canucks. He was suspended today for a hit he had against Detroit Red Wings. Lucas Raymond uh, last night. It was kind of a two-on-two. Raymond was coming across the neutral zone. And uh, it looked like Zadorov was trying to get down to kind of you know, give him a hip check, uh, Gager. But that was a direct headshot. And uh, not that much different, really, from Dylan's that we saw. Dylan got three games. Lucas yeah. Raymond, uh, he got two for the one Lucas Raymond. Uh, Zadorov did, so I guess I ruined my own story. Two-game suspension. I, I have no problem. You know, you see a headshot, two games, three games, five games, whatever it is. Let's just keep suspending so the guys get the message and it sets out of the game. Yeah, I I, I realize. That. I, I really don't see guys – like, you can tell when a guy – 
targets the head first, right? Okay. And I I realize it's under the you know guys have to be have to be under control when they go to hit people, and I I find even sometimes when you see some players that are a little bit taller, it's it's even more difficult, right? And that was fair to, for Zadorov. It's a really good you know. Point. So it's yeah. it, it it does become, but. You know, yeah, I, 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 you don't want to see it, um, and you, you want to see them, them target the body first. But I think there's, there are in some cases, Stretty, that they, they are trying to hit the body first, but it's so fast, and guys, guys turn. I, I don't think players do a good enough job in today's game of protecting themselves from these types of hits as well. I think there should be a little bit more awareness on that side. I'm fine with the suspension because it it when you slow it down it looks way worse. But I don't I don't think Zadorov was going head hunting if if that sounds. Yeah, and I think he's a big guy, and uh, it it is a little bit unfair when you're a big guy. But I, I honestly I just think it's something we can we don't need in the game, and I and I think they should do the same from hit from behind. You know, I think the yeah, hit oh. from behind should be now. There's a difference when you turn at the last minute to try to take that penalty, and it's hard to tell. But I think that. Usually you can tell when when a guy turns the last second rather than a yeah. clean hit from behind. So I think we'll start with that. So Zadorov gets two games, and I can't wait to see what happens with Morgan Riley of the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> we didn't see this game. It was a great battle. It's a, it's an inner province battle, you know, Ottawa versus <clears throat> the Leafs going at it. The Leafs get a uh, get down four three. Then there's an empty net. And Ridley Gregg, a young player that I I watched him at the World Juniors. I love this guy. Just if you don't know him, he's annoying, and you're going to know him in the next little while. Um, he skates. He has a breakaway with with an empty net. Puck kind of is funneled way up the ice as he's skating up over the blend. Takes a look over his shoulder, skates up, and absolutely hammers this thing into the net. A one timer, and he proceeds to skate to his left and goes up the wall. Well, Morgan Riley sees this defenseman for the Leafs, and he goes right at him, and then cross checks him kind of in the shoulder neck then it rises up to his head and down he goes and then there's a bit of a donny brook like let's be honest it wasn't like anyone really got hurt uh, as far as um the fight now uh ridley greg was down and it's it was it was a very very aggressive play by morgan ryan and i have no doubt he'll get suspended now his coach said he thought um he sheldon keith thought it was in line with what what had done but, and I don't agree with that. I'd have no problem if you skate in there and you want to punch the guy, punch him or knock him down or whatever, or jump him or whatever. But the cross check that head for that slap shot is a bit much. But I'm telling you, Gager, I love the fact that Greg did this because that also that rivalry is kicked right up. Ridley Greg is now going to buy another drink all year in any bar across anywhere around uh, on Ottawa. Oh yeah, and another little kid that I held when he was he was a baby. This, no, the, oh, the amount of talent that was sucked out of me, straight by <laughs> these kids in today's game. Uh, uh, yeah. Owen Byram, for Jeez. for instance, he sucked out a lot. Yeah. Um, but uh, Greg uh, Drury, uh, Eckland in San Jose, it, okay. the list goes on and on. But yeah. Um, I don't know. I loved the whole thing. I, is that bad for me to say? I love the fact that Greg went in there and took a clapper from so the good. top of the the crease, right? And and then <laughs> seeing where I go after him afterwards. I I loved the whole thing. I mean, not the cross check to the neck and and head, yeah. obviously, but I love the responses of it. Like you did 
Greg does this to get under the skin of the Leafs. The Leafs respond. You're going to wa- want to watch this game, you know, the next game that these oh, guys play sure. against. And just to have that that Toronto-Ottawa rivalry that, I mean, back w- when when we were at a we're at a certain vintage study, but the back when it was really heated and they were meeting first round of the playoffs yeah. every single year. I it's great. It it's the, the battle of Ontario. That's, that's, that's awesome. Um, if I'm really great, the next time we play him, I go and I challenge Morgan Riley. Oh yeah. I challenge him. I go right yeah. after him. You want a piece big guy and just like drag him in and suck him into a fight and just get everyone yeah. fired up. Like it's, it's great for the game. I'm telling you, people, this is so good for the game to have these types of intense moments for inter-province rivals. Oh, yeah, that, definitely. I, playing with uh, Greg's dad, it was a great hockey player himself. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure there's a few conversations dad is, is talking to the, his, his little guy and saying, yeah, next game. You might want to do something about that. Now, I've never <laughs> seen anyone take a slap shot on empty netter like that. And I I, I was so blown away and I kind of liked it. Like, you know, if I was I on this it. team, I'd be like, buddy, you know what? All right, I got your back here. Like, literally, I literally got your back. I'll come in here and battle for you. If I was on the other team, I don't know if I would have got that upset. I, I Would you have been that upset about it? Like, yeah, I would have been pissed. I, mean, I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why. Like, I'm like maybe I should be upset, but I don't. I don't know if I'd be that upset. Like it's a, it's whether it goes in forehand, backhand, slap shot, air mails. I don't know if it really makes a difference. I don't know. I I I don't know. I I I feel to get you. You have to get into the heads of your opposition at some yeah. point. Get them out of their zone. You know, empty net goals. Like it's like oh my gosh, let's all get off the ice quick. We don't want to offend the other team. We just scored on their empty net half the time, right? Like they, I realize that you don't want to give them any juice or whatever. But there's, you know, what happened with Vegas after that? They were pumped. They yeah. scored that goal at the end, right? And that fired up McDavid on the like he was fired up, and it was we're talking about it all yeah. of a sudden. So just these little subtle little things that you talk about that you can you know it's there's some psychological warfare down the road that that you can that you can establish against certain teams because as you know straight seven game series there's a there's a lot of hatred that builds in those things and why not get try to try to get the advantage of it earlier on during the regular season yeah well you go back to when big save dave was so happy yeah. after that shutout, and that didn't end well for him later on. Although he played really well tonight as a sidebar, yeah. I thought uh, Big Save Dave was Big Save Dave tonight. Strats, All right, how, got, guys, how many yeah. how many games? What, what's your what's your guess for the suspension for Riley? Well, let's set the table. He's got uh, he has no he has no previous things, and he's quite frankly not this player at all. Yeah. Uh, but it looks bad. It does look bad. I think he gets a deuce, Gager. He's three. Stretty. It's a non-hockey play. End of the game. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I, I, I'd say it's three. They don't want to see that kind of stuff. But I liked it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love the intensity. I love that yeah. play by Ridley Greg. Like I think it's so yeah. funny. Like I just and just because I watched him play for the World Juniors, like I kind of know he's annoying, and I, yeah. I kind of like it. He's a really funny little, little guy. So great, great stuff. Um, let's step out here quickly. We're gonna come back. We'll get into uh, Stretty's world. We're gonna talk a little bit about. Super Bowl, and then I'm going to ask us anything, so keep those questions coming on the stream. If you own or operate a business, you know the value of a great employee. Just ask Shogger. Pathfind is here to help you find your next star player to help take your business to the next level. 
Pathfind can help with recruitment, career transition, leadership coaching. They truly have your whole team covered. Building you a championship caliber roster. Find your team's path forward at pathfind.ca. Long Shots Golf is the destination for both golf enthusiasts and sports fans. Top-of-the-line TrackMan simulators provide a highly entertaining and accurate golf experience, while a full-service sports bar loaded with big screens and scratch kitchen make it a truly unique destination. They have locations in Sherwood Park and Edmonton. Experience the best indoor golf and sports bar in town. Visit longshots.ca. That's longshots with a Z.ca. When you make a mistake, heads should roll. It's not right. And I'm here. Someone has to put their foot down. Now that I say it out loud, it does sound a little crazy. Guy look good. <laughs> hey, folks. Welcome back to the pod. It's time for Strutty's World. Brought to you by DLR Vinyl Products with locations in Calgary and Edmonton. If you're a contracting business or a contractor, let DLR help you add vinyl fence to your product line. See why they've been going strong since 2005. Reliable, unmatched service with high quality, North American made products. Visit DLRVinylProducts.ca. What are we talking about tonight, Struds? We're talking about the Super Bowl. And yeah, I'm having a party in my house tomorrow. Sorry, guys, you aren't invited. Uh, and I'm going to have the right snacks and accoutrement to, to have it. <laughs> but my favorite part of the Super Bowl, it's not the game. It's not seeing if Taylor Swift is there. It's not seeing if uh, Kelsey scores or, or whoever wins. I don't care about that. I love the commercials. I love them. I, I live for the commercials. I want to see what celebrities are in there, what they're endorsing, how they're doing it. And over the, the the number of years I've been watching it, the two that stick out to me are number one. I think they actually stole this from my my co-host tonight, Joaquin Gage. What's up? What's up? <laughs> like I remember that one. Everyone was doing the what's up for a long time. The second one was for Volkswagen. When Volkswagen, that little guy in the Darth Vader, he was going around trying to start everything, like he had a Darth Vader cape, and then he goes to do the car, and his dad turns the car on. He, he like he steps back. I loved it. That one hit me really in the old uh, sweet spot. So tomorrow as you're watching the game, and many of you are going to gather around the old TV, get the rabbit ears set up properly, and see who wins between KC and 49ers. But think of the commercials, because we'll be definitely talking about them in the weeks <laughs> to come. Gage, you got a favorite commercial when you look back uh, on your career of watching the Super Bowl? Yeah, I probably the Cindy Crawford one sticks out oh, mostly. Whoa, that was, yeah. That was... That was a ridiculous commercial. Yeah. I mean, that was the time of the the supermodels, and and she did that. I, the, yeah, you, you mentioned the the Darth Vader kid one. you that was that was the feels. That kid went on every show afterwards too. Um, there's a I, <laughs> the one Doritos uh, commercial really sticks out with the guy in the in the at the hospital having their first kid. He's eating the chips. And he pulls the chips and he's pushing it around. The baby's kind of moving. And then the wife grabs the chips and throws them. And the baby just comes screaming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, you know, they're they're great. Like, just, uh, I love the funny ones. I think Ben Affleck's got one and he's talking in a Boston accent. So I I, I saw it. I think they they yeah. leaked it. But I, I want to watch it live at the once I'm watching the game. They're They're phenomenal. 
Zoobs, you got a it, favorite one, but it's different now because that's just it. They leak them all now. They're like all out yeah. there before. So it is kind of different. Yeah. I can't remember one like sticking with me, but there is one this year that I saw. And obviously the the placement of what the actual ad one is is wasn't strong enough to stay in my mind. I think it's for Paramount Plus. And there's and there's people from all these different genres of shows, and there's like Jean-Luc Picard's there and there's other like cartoons and they're trying to get up. Have you seen that? Have you seen that one like leaked? And it's all these different characters, like from different shows, like across the board and there, it's very funny. I won't, I won't spoil it, but I did see one already this year that I'm like, yeah, that's pretty great. Uh, and they're all, oh, cause it's a football tie in And right at the very end, they say they're trying to throw a grappling hook up and figure out who should do it. And then at the end, somebody says, Oh, it's too bad. It wasn't a pig, a pig skin. We needed a pig skin and they cut to Peppa Pig and she goes, "Uh Oh, that's who they're going to use next. Cause the first grappling hook didn't, I love it. I'm butchering it, but that's uh, you'll see it. Look- uh, see it tomorrow. I look forward to seeing it. I think we'll all uh, look forward to the game. So we can't talk about Super Bowl without making predictions. Uh, score and why, Gager, in uh, three words or less. No, just kidding. Uh, 31-24, Chiefs. I just think that Kelsey and, and Mahomes are going to go off. They're going to expose the the Niners. Uh, I, I, I have a tough time betting against Mahomes. He's just – he creates magic. And I think the Chiefs' defense was – is stronger than, uh, or it's gotten to a level that that's going to be able to to hold off the Niners. But it's going to be cool. I, McCaffrey, there's there's a lot of things that that uh, I just hope it's a good game. Like I want to feel that anxiety of another team scoring back and forth. Like that, <laughs> I don't. I hate blowouts in football. It's it's terrible. Zuby, I agree with everything Gager said except for my gut doesn't agree. I don't want the Niners to win. I love, I'm, I'm like, I love the cheat. Really, I enjoy, they're not my team, but I enjoy watching them. They're great fun to watch and they're net, they never feels like they're out of a game. But my gut feeling is, I don't know why. I think, uh, the, I think the run game is going to control the ball and I think the Niners get it done. And I think, I think the Niners win by a touchdown, but it's not even that close. I think it's like a late touchdown by Casey puts them within a touchdown. So I don't know, like, like uh, 34 27 or something like that for the I'll, I'll take the Niners. I don't I don't want to. I don't like them. I hate them actually. But yeah, as a Giants fan, I don't really care who wins this game. I just want to see good commercials <laughs> and a good game. But I think that the defense for um the the Chiefs is gonna get after big time Purdy. And Purdy's not gonna know what's going on. They blitz like crazy. It's gonna get to where that ball quick. So I think it's gonna be really tough for him. So I'm gonna go 24 14 for the chiefs and i think that purdy has a really really rough night so we'll see who knows uh what'll happen but it should be really fun uh to watch all right Zoop, let's get into what's this up with the stream we're, we're gonna quickly do the belvedere uh golf course uh, ad and we'll be right back with ask us Sounds anything good. my bad here we go for over 60 years belvedere golf and country club has been delivering a high quality golf experience to edmonton and area This beautiful private club located on Highway 21 just south of Sherwood Park occupies 160 acres and presents a challenging yet adventurous 18-hole design. A beautiful clubhouse, fully stocked pro shop, and warm, friendly staff truly make it feel like you belong to something unique and special. Visit www.belvederegcc.com.
All right, we're back. Oh, I'm not on the screen though. Oh my goodness, can you imagine the people Nerves. not getting to Nerves. see my beautiful face? Yes, I'm I'm through the sweat. I already got, did the, had the sweat from earlier. <laughs> I'm through it. I've moved past it. We're rolling now. Um, uh, Ask Us Anything's brought to you by uh, Match Eater in Public House. If you're a fan of chicken wings, hop on over to Match Pub Ice District and tackle their five amped plates of wings featuring flavors such as What's the Dill, yo. Spicy Mango Tango and Nashville Hot. These are not your average wings. Match is located adjacent to Rogers Place in the Grand Villa Casino, Edmonton. For more information, visit matchpub.com. Adjacent is a really good word, underused word, I feel like. I like what, things uh, being described as adjacent too. Zuby, what's the uh what's the go-to snack for the Super Bowl? I wanna I wanna hear yours. I think I know Stretties. But... Um, boy, I guess I'm a, I guess I am a wing guy. Oh, but you know what we got? We had a surprise at our Costco the other day. They had a thing that must be Super Bowl specific because I've never seen it before. And it's like a cheesy chicken dip. That's like the size of a lasagna. It's in that same dish. So that will be the go-to for tomorrow. What about you, Gage? Uh, I just, I, I came up with a new wing recipe that I, that I've, that I've oh, hammered out over the past couple of weeks and it's, it's phenomenal. Um, but, uh, the Buffalo chicken dip, I think is, is a staple. I, uh, mm. I like, I like dipping my, dipping my stuff in that and it's, it's juicy and delicious. Gage are reinventing the chicken wing. It's been around for 50 years and this guy's got a new way of doing it. It's like you're, oh. you've got a new way of preparing a fruit tray as well. Like what are you going to oh, rearrange strutty, the, the pineapple? You know what? I know I'm not invited <laughs> to your house. I know I'm not invited, but I'll right. drop off some of these wings. All right. Uh-huh. So, uh, and then you can, you'll probably stop me as I come into that massive cul-de-sac where your house is. And yeah. oh, it's the only house in there in that gated community where yeah. you live. And, I'll, uh, I'll, you'll probably be racing down the driveway like Forrest Gump coming out of that house saying, <laughs> Gager, give me some more of these things. They're amazing. My dealer, my chicken wing dealer. <laughs> I'm a traditionalist. I like chips and dip, guys. Chips and dip, <laughs> chips and nachos and salsa. I, that's what it's all about. My wife was, I don't want to get into the whole thing, but she didn't want to get <laughs> chips. I'm like, oh my God. Like, what are you, you're out, girl. You're out. We're bringing in the chips. I, I, Daddy got some, so we're good to go. Good. Leaky 37 says to begin, ask us anything. Leaky 37 says, what's in Stretty's crock pot? That could also be a new segment on the show. Will no, there be anything in the crock pot for? No, my wife's take, I'm not sure. I, I've, I've lost creative control over this, except for the <laughs> chips. So I bought some spicy dill chips, if you really need to know. <laughs> spicy dill, okay. Uh, <coughs> pardon me. Okay, um, where did I want to go to? Quaddy asks... Is anyone, I guess he means by that, you guys, worried about the physical game McDavid is playing day in and day out with so many games left? Gager, does that concern you at all? No, I think it's great. Like, we didn't see this. We haven't seen this side of McDavid. He's, I think he's gotten to a point in his career where he's he's leading, not that he didn't before by example, but uh, I mean, I've heard you guys mention it tons too. It's hard to tell someone that... Uh, to do something that David's McDavid's not willing to do himself. You know, that's the level of play that's going to be necessary at, at a certain point in the season. Um, yeah. And, and this guy's a, he's, I, I don't have any concern about him playing this physical style. Everything he's doing, he believes helps him get him closer to the Stanley cup. So if he thinks that's what he needs to do, I'm not going to sit here and say, don't do it, Connor. 
Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, James Barrels says, uh, and I haven't verified this, but I believe him. He says power play is three for 34 in the last 14 road games. Mm-hmm. Um, so are we, if, if that's accurate, what are you seeing? Are we concerned yet? Struds about the PP? Well, I mean, they've, they've offset it with a really good penalty kill. So now that the penalty kill is that three in the last two games, obviously it gets more attention because you're like, well, we're not winning the specialty team's battle uh, as, as much. And that's something, if you do that, you generally have a pretty good chance of, of pulling out a win. So I think I am concerned. Um, I thought their, their power play goal against Anaheim was really good. Oh. And I was re- that was like vintage Oiler power play, right, that we've seen the last couple of years. We didn't see as much tonight. And, you know, we've heard uh, the one night that uh, the assistant coach, um, I can't think of his name, uh, but he was he took over and he talked about that they're trying to find new ways to get to get uh, to get that puck moving around. And it seems like Bouchard, like today, he had a lot of bombs from distance. But if the goalie can see it, you know, most of the time they can stop it. So you got to try to get in front. So I, I think they're trying to just keep adjusting it. But I would say yes, it's on my radar of concern because it looks like the PK is maybe going to go a little bit soft for a little bit here, Gager. Yeah, I think a simplification of the power plays in order. Um, I, I think when when they establish that, I, I've been on some teams where coaches or power play coaches have been like, okay, four passes and it's a shot. You know, we want to get we're going to get pucks in that created that little, um, a little bit of chaos, make defensemen turn to retrieve pucks. Um, I think the Oilers are one of the best teams on the power play when the shot goes net or goes wide, their ability to keep the puck in play and not get it shot, mm-hmm. shot down. Like they, their, their puck retrieval is, is amazing. Um, it doesn't always have to be a bomb too. You know, sometimes right. as a goalie, like when when Bush is hitting that thing, and it, maybe if there is a screen, there's a sound associated with it, right? Sometimes when you when you when when Struddy, when you'd put the the silencer on the old Sherwood fifty thirty point, <laughs> like yeah, it, yeah. it's hard because yeah. you don't hear it, right? And it's right. just that, that little, and you know, right. and then it's it's all back in the net. But um, sometimes it doesn't have to be a, a, a just a, a absolute missile. Um, right. Sometimes it's just getting into that, and like just like the we've seen some goals that other teams have scored against the Oilers recently, just a, a quick little shot to the net, uh, out battling someone in front, getting the rebound and putting it in. He had that one he tried to put through Riddick's trachea, I think, on the. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I, that, I felt that one. I'm sure you did too, Gager. Um, yeah. Uh, Quaddy wants to know. Do you think there was any, um, was Mikey Anderson targeting on Hyman? And did you notice, it was pretty cool how Corey Perry on the bench was like, leave it when Hyman turned to look at him, leave it, because they were already getting the PP from from further up the ice. Any thoughts on what you saw there uh, from Anderson Streds? Yeah, you know what? He's he's coming up and trying to hit a, a guy that's really important to the Oilers, but that's who he is. So when you're on the ice, you have to know he's there. Um, he just missed Hyman. And, uh, you know, I think Hyman just saw him at the last second. So I don't really have a problem with it, but you have to know he's out there. But the, the other side of that is that the Oilers hitters have to make sure they're putting their talented players on the ground as well with that type of shot. Cause it's, that's a heavy game of, they play uh, over there in LA. Yeah. Take a number and, and make sure you get your licks on that, especially that big top line with Kempe. Um, yeah, I, I had no problem with the hit. You could kind of see it coming. Um, yeah. and yeah. really 
Anderson took the brunt of it mostly. I'm surprised Hyman was able to stay on his feet at that point. So, um, yeah, yeah I, I didn't mind it at all. Couple more there, Zoops. Okay, um, this is kind of a statement. I'm going to tie it into the next one. Shane Matheson said, third line was nothing but skaters tonight. Nuge as well. Four guys in the top nine uh, not attacking the net is not good. And if I can just tie that together with Nate Hay saying, Gagne throws more hits than Brown, Ryan, Yanmark combined. Uh, when you kind of take all that into account, do you, do you think there's another roster? There's lots of people on the stream uh, kind of hoping for Gagne to draw back in and maybe see this as the opportunity. Do you think that's a possibility, Gager? I don't think so. There was there was a few shifts with that third line. I felt that they were a little bit more physical. Um, should it it should be con- way more consistent uh, uh, throughout the game. To, for I think for them to be successful, there's there's not a real guy on that line that you know has the ability. I I think that can score on a goalie from distance with their shots. Um, there there needs to be traffic, constant pressure towards that greasy goals, second chance opportunities. Um, that's that's what you want to see because they're not small players, but they're they're playing like guys that are possibly not as physical under six feet. They use their size to their advantage and their speed. Well, you saw it down the first period. I think it was where they had a scrum and McLeod started it. So that's pretty yeah. rare for him. I like that. I like that he engaged in that, in that moment. Um, but you know, give the Kings credit. They deflect the attack to the outside and then they let you kind of, you know, as Gager mentioned, it makes you look, feel like you're doing something, but you're just kind of the outside of the offensive zone. Uh, and McLeod tends to defer to that type of action more often than not he's got to try to penetrate that whether it's a pass or a shot or his skating and get inside the dots and play more inside the dots especially when you get into offensive zone okay a couple quick funny comments and then we'll end with one that's has nothing to do with hockey but that's a good question so i liked it um bitumen says trappers expos and someone's talking into a baseball are we sure this is a hockey show (laughs) um uh Swerve 16 checking in from Cambodia. He says, tough loss, but we can't win them all. And of course, we had uh, the fella, and I think he's on tonight again, uh, from Myanmar right. uh, as well. So we're we're worldwide here. Okay. okay. This is the question kind of out of the blue. Based at home says, and I'll, I have a quick answer. I'll let you guys think about yours for a minute. He says, uh, what's, what are your go-to songs to get the dance floor going at a wedding? I'll give oh. you guys a second to think about that. And I it wasn't a wedding, but I was at some like this like family party and it was dead. And this, I don't know what made me think of this, but I went and got the DJ to put on Rasputin by Boney M and it oh. changed, it changed the yeah. party. It, that's all I got to okay. say is it changed. That was the starting point. Completely changed the party. Struds, what do you got? Well, you're, you're basically like asking Picasso, how do you paint a masterpiece? I, mean, I, I know dance floors. I get I get people spanking the planks like crazy when I drop my iPod uh, at the DJ booth. Uh, so the the correct answer is anything by ABBA, but I find specifically um, Dancing Queen. If you're not up and dancing in Dancing Queen, then you can just start keep it going after that, Gager. Yeah, that's I, I understand it. I, I'm a little bit more Euro trashy than oh you, uh Strutty. I, I, I think um I need the beats, I need a little bit more pump, I need to feel the bass <laughs> in, in the soles of my feet when I when I'm when I'm grooving out there. Uh a little Bob Sinclair, um uh-huh. I think for me, it's just 
world hold on that song it's oh, yeah. it'll it'll get everyone going every time i play that song for someone it was, oh that's that song i've been looking for this for years thank you Waji. <laughs> in in the stream gator just before just before you said that saber cove said bob sinclair rock this party is a serious party mix uh, see, uh, yeah. bob sinclair sounds like someone i buy paint off of <laughs> at the local home depot <laughs> Should I use a three-inch or four-inch brush, Bob? <laughs> That's good. Uh, all right, guys. Well, let's get to our uh, gem of the day. And I think I'm going to go with uh, Joaquin Gage. Calling his own shot with he makes the best new recipe for chicken wings, something that's been around for 50, 60 years, but Gage's revolutionized the chicken wing. It, it, it's magical. What can I say? There's, there's, I, there's, I'm speechless with my own yeah. wings. <laughs> you make yourself speechless. So that's how good they are. Well, guys, uh, thanks for doing this, Cage. We really appreciate you uh, coming on uh, last minute. It was great. Obviously, Zuby, great job keeping it uh, going the right direction. We will not do a, a or a show on Sunday night because of the Super Bowl. Enjoy the game. We'll be back uh, most likely Tuesday when they have the wings in town. Uh, not Gager's wing, the Red Wings in town. So we'll have those uh, that, but. Thank you for all your comments. Thanks to all our sponsors. And of course, thank for you for joining us. Check it all on all of our different platforms. Like it, enjoy it, tell a friend. For Gager, myself, Zuby, and uh, Ryan Rashog with the Hangnail, have yourselves a great night. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.